Fernando Valencia is the co-founder of the multi-million dollar training and development program, Unblinded. He started his entrepreneurial journey at the age of 13 years old. By the age of 21, Fernando had created his first million dollar business. Fernando is now a leader and trainer in the field of integrity-based influence. Fernando is a personal coach of mine, and I can sincerely say that he has benefited my life personally and professionally. Fernando is the guy that has the answer for every challenge you face in business, not only because he is incredibly intelligent and charismatic, but because he follows the principles of the unblinded formula. Over the course of a couple of years, I've paid tens of thousands of dollars to learn the information Fernando is here to share with you today. So Fernando, I am honored and incredibly appreciative that you are here to give us an overview of this valuable business building tool. Welcome to Miss Biz. bosses. Are you working even after putting the kids to bed, but still not getting results? Are you tired of spending money on ads that aren't getting engagement? Do you feel burdened that you aren't fulfilling your purpose in life because you are so consumed with work? I'm your host, Brooke Boltz. I'm an attorney and founder of Boltz Legal. I started my business and in one year was bringing in seven figures and am now bringing in multi seven figures. And I'm your co-host, Rachel Boltz, owner of Boltz Media. I've helped many businesses build their online presence and increase their revenue through digital marketing. Want to hear how we did it? We are here to help you achieve your goals personally, professionally, and spiritually. So kick off your high heels, sit back, and let's ignite that passion. We're Miss Biz, where we're putting the Miss in Biz. Let's get biz. Well, Miss Biz uh, One, Miss Biz uh, One again. Grateful to be here hanging out with the both of you. Uh, I believe your 38th episode has gone live. And what a privilege it is to be, you know, maybe 39, maybe 40 uh, on the road to 100. I remember the day when the both of you had zero episodes and now you've stepped into 38 episodes. And that in itself is heroic. So, Rachel, Brooke, grateful to be here. So much to discuss. And where would you like to begin this evening? Well, just we can start by talking a little bit about your background and what led you to co-found the incredible business building company called Unblinded. Well, Brooke, uh, it has been uh, and Rachel has been quite a journey and um, it starts all the way here. Uh, my father specifically was born uh, next to horses and pigs in Colombia. Uh, my mother was born in Colombia as well, and they both migrated to this country in 1986. And I grew up in a low-income neighborhood known as Union City, New Jersey. I lived on top of a Chinese food uh, restaurant establishment, and let's just say, you know, they were not the most hygienic. I'm not saying anything about the people, the things, the places, but Union City, living on top of a Chinese food restaurant, not only did it smell like chicken wings and egg rolls. There was also a bunch of stuff that was in the house we would prefer was not in the house. And I like to say now um, that I grew up with wealth, but not the way that uh, most people perceive the word wealth to be. Uh, my parents did not have money or an education or identity in the world or relationship capital, but we had wealth as far as love, 
support, understanding. And that was more uh, than I could have ever imagined to have, especially now looking back. And fast forward at 13 years old, I decided not because I wanted to be an influencer or an entrepreneur or a hustler or anything like that. I got my first job making $5 an hour developing film in a dark room because believe it or not, I was the short, shy, chubby boy. Uh, when I was 13, I wasn't this guy and all the things Brooke said. I was not born this way with this talent speaking this way. I was incredibly timid. If you gave me enough eye contact, I would cry. And I was petrified to talk to people I did not know. And the only reason why I got that job was because I wanted to keep my parents from getting divorced. I heard a lot about bills, debt, and divorce. So the 13-year-old brain in me said, ah, I got it. If I can like do this whole money thing, maybe I can keep my parents together. And fast forward, uh, a lot of bumps and bruises later. Uh, in America, less than 9% of companies ever generate over a million dollars. And I had the privilege through some mentors to build my first million dollar business when I was 21. Uh, I continued that journey in marketing, influencer marketing, digital marketing. And I went to uh, this event known as Business Mastery with this gentleman known as Tony Robbins. And the greatest gift Tony Robbins ever gave me was introducing me to my coach, my mentor, our coach, our mentor, Sean Callagy, who's also the co-founder of Unblinded. And he began to talk to me about this integrity-based human influence thing. And probably like all of you are about to begin, I was like, hmm, I don't know what this guy's talking about. And I knew in that moment, this guy was either going to be the greatest charlatan in the world, or maybe, just maybe, I had found the greatest trainer on one-on-one -on -one and group influence and personal professional development the world had ever seen, except he was blind and no one had seen him yet. And to me, that was Goldbrook. And fast forward, um, you know, 27, 22, 9, 30, 31, 32, uh, we've built a, you know, beautifully successful company with so much more on the way. And we're just entering uh, the world of momentum. And one of the greatest pieces of that journey was meeting you meeting Rachel, going to Florida, doing a training with your entire firm, and continue to build this relationship because what the both of you are doing, not just as lawyers, as human beings, as business people, the way you assemble events, the way you gather people together, some of the most uh, fun conversation I've, I've had with the both of you, and especially you, Brooke, is something to do with like little squishable potatoes. And our coaching sessions are, are very, very far from common. And that's what I love about you, Brooke, and you, Rachel, as you do your music videos, as you do these shows, you find ways to create shared experiences with people. And you've transcended from those professionals in the legal industry to professionals, period, that so many human beings could learn from. But thank you so much for the question. Fernando, first, I just have to commend you for the drive that you had at the age of 13. Most 13-year-olds that I know, they're making spit bubbles, riding on their skateboards. They're not thinking about all of these adult and mature thoughts about how to keep their family together, how to build a successful enterprise. So I think that it's absolutely incredible that at that young age, you had enough foresight to put together a plan and a strategy to really provide a good life, not just for yourself, but for your family as well. What kind of advice? Oh, I'm sorry. No, please, please. What kind of? What kind of advice would you give someone who maybe had some fears or some doubts and how they could overcome those obstacles? That's a beautiful question, Rachel. And 
The first thing that uh, came to mind as I was listening to your question were my two older brothers. Um, and that does this that this does not answer your question. I absolutely will. And the, the reason why they came to mind, my eldest brother, Alex, and my middle brother, Giovanni, uh, my oldest brother, you know, is 47. My middle brother is 44. I'm 32. We have a wide gap. They could have both been my father's. And they paved the way to help me see, you know, what a true family looks like, you know, breaking some of the generational molds that a Latin family or just families have around money and this. And they shattered it and they shattered it and they shattered it. And I looked up to them and I still do. And I was just with them on Sunday and I can cry if I talk about it long enough, all the things they've done in my life. And what I would share as someone could be listening and say, well, I don't have an older brother. I don't have an older sister. I don't even have parents. So I hold incredible empathy for all of you. And I would say one very practical thing, Rachel, because I can sit here and I can discuss the seven destroyers and I will be giving a holistic overview of the formula in a moment, but something very practical that we're going to step into the how in a moment is to find a mentor and find mentorship. And that has been so critical to me because when I got my first job, which is the only job I ever had, I didn't see it as a job because my mentor, my boss, Julio Bulnes, who owned the photo studio, he was a mentor. And at, you know, I got the job at 13, making $5 an hour. Now I'm 14, making $7 an hour. And it was the best job I ever had because I used to sit in the dark room, you know, before the world of iPhones. I know, you know, you think of me in 32 and like you damn millennial, you live before the iPhone. Yes, I did. And I love that job because I used to sit with my boom box, just listen to music, talk to no people. And there was a moment, Rachel, there was a moment where he called me and we primarily did wedding photography. And um, he called me on the office phone. I didn't have a cell phone. And he said, hey, listen, we have a bride and groom coming in and I want you to take the meeting. I'm in traffic. Uh, I'm only going to be like 10 minutes late. And I'm like, hold on, Julio, you're the people person. I'm the go downstairs and not talk to people person. That's kind of how this works. What do you mean you want me to talk to the people? He goes, I need you to talk to the people. I said, how long are you going to take? He goes, 20 minutes. I'm like, are you sure? He goes, yes, 20 minutes. He goes, yes. Like, All right. 90 minutes later, he never showed up. And uh, the couple ended up walking out of the studio, giving me a $4,000 uh, $4, check. And I remember sitting on the couch, mind blown. Remember, I was making $7 an hour and they gave me $4,000 in 90 minutes. So there was like this mixture of like utter anger uh, and enthusiasm as he walked into the studio. Cause I'm like, this dude's robbing me. He's making $4,000 an hour. I'm making seven. Like what, what? And I asked him like, what is this? What do you do? What, what does this mean? He goes, you know, welcome to the world of sales. And that was an introduction to the world of yes. I don't call it sales anymore. And to answer, you know, your question succinctly, Rachel, and then keep going back and forth and I'm loving it would be one thing I would strongly advise, you know, if you do not have the privilege that I did, and I say privilege, because, you know, there's a lot of shitty and good brothers, there's a lot of shitty and good parents, there's a lot of shitty and good mentors. So I had my fair share of both. And at the end of the day, even the ones that weren't optimal taught me what I did not want. And Tony Robbins would call it effective blaming. And the mixture of understanding the power of mentorship, and for the, you know, use of common language, the power of sales, I would definitely call that now influence, knowing that how you communicate with people and the ability to cause yes and have them felt seen, heard, and understood. I didn't know that at 13, but if I can go back and teach myself one thing would be to stick with following a mentor and double down on the power to create yes, because no matter what industry you're in, what you do, what you decide to do or not to do, 
if you want to have control over the money you make, the time in which you make it, and the feelings of fulfillment that those things might give you, the thing you can have the most control over, Rachel, is not the world, is not people, it's how you react to the world. We would call that self-mastery and the most trainable, applicable superpower, as we would say, that anyone could possess is the ability to influence people. So mentorship and the ability to influence people, if there's nothing else anyone does and all they do is they find a mentor, someone to model, and they commit to the superpower of influence, nothing is out of reach. So thank you for that, Rachel. Thank you. So let me get this right. Someone gave a $4,000 check to a 14-year-old? They did. They did. <laughs> is... a, shy, a shy, chubby 14-year-old. <laughs> and I sat there in like utter disbelief because all Julio had said is like, look, these are the programs. You know, he had already spoken to them. It wasn't like the initial consult. It was like they were going there to finalize. And I wasn't selling. I was petrified. What? Asking for money? Talking to strangers? Like, no way. And I just sat there and I was a cute little chubby boy that was nice. And, you know, I asked them about all this stuff about their wedding and I don't even think I sold anything and they just trusted, they trusted Julio and, you know, his identity washed over me and they gave me this check. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I felt like I was, you know, the richest man in Babylon. And it was a uh, quite an extraordinary feeling at 14 years old. That's for sure. Well, that story to me is so impactful because had you not put yourself in the position to start working at such an early age, when you were still creating these foundational principles and beliefs about making money and entrepreneurship, then you may have had a different path. You may have taken the path that many of us did, which is getting a job and working hour for hour to, to make an hourly wage, which is perfectly respectable way of life, but because you had the opportunity at such a young age to have your eyes opened to the world of entrepreneurship and the world of sales. And yes, that seemed to have been a pivotal moment in your life that propelled you forward towards doing things differently from such an early age. Yeah. You know, Brooke, that is so true. And, you know, for everyone, I want to, you know, share how much of a human I am and, and humble myself for a moment all the beautiful things Brooke and Rachel had said, how I met Julio, which is a fun story. I don't think I've ever said this publicly ever. So in my head, I'm like, should I, should I not? Should I, should I not? But you know, we are here uh, keeping it real. And let's have a little fun. So my middle brother, G, had worked for the studio, uh, not in sales. He was the light boy. He developed photography just like I did. And I was 12, I believe, when my brother was getting married and it was the first time um, I experimented with alcohol. And I was one of the best men at my brother's wedding. And we were in the limo. I was one of the best men. And they were taking shots of tequila. And I decided to take not just one half shot. I decided to take two half shots. And then um, they gave me a bottle of Smirnoff. And P.S., you know, I understand that this is uh, illegal drinking age. So my brother is a great man. Please don't judge him. There's a point to this. <laughs> I promise. So for all my legal friends, please hold on to your seatbelt. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to land the plane. So now we're at the wedding. Uh, it's like the vows, you know, I'm the best man. I'm on the altar. There's like 300 people. And I think it was a mixture of, you know, fear of death because it was like a public speaking engagement. I was in front of people. I was utterly petrified, you know, as it was. And I had, you know, some alcohol in my system. So the truth is I ended up passing out uh, on the altar during the vows. I fell into my older brother's arms 
And they dragged me, you know, literally dragged me to the first, you know, bleacher, not bleachers, I forget what they call uh, the seats on the church. And the person who walked over to give me a Sprite and a water uh, was Julio, who ended up giving me a job the next year. So that, that's how I met Julio, as he uh, woke me up as I passed out on the altar of my brother's wedding. And fast forward, you know, he gave me a shot. So for everyone that's like, you know, you have your own version of a mess up. That was a big mess up uh, at 12 years old and somehow still managed to find an opportunity. Thank you to my brother. Thank you to Julio for having an open heart, open mind, and knowing that I was just a, a young knucklehead. And when I discovered this whole sales thing by accident, I never read about it. I never studied it. No one in my family's in sales. No one in my family graduated college. No one in my family owned a business in America. So it wasn't like I even knew, I even had a concept of sales, money, income, no idea. Uh, it was life-changing, Brooke. And for me, it was just simple math. You know, $7 an hour or $4,000 in 90 minutes, I didn't need to be a genius to go, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this one. Well, thank you for sharing that story. And shout out to Julio for giving you a second chance. Absolutely. Because... I don't know if I had a 12 year old passing out at a wedding that I would have been rushing to give him a job offer. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, you know what that tells me though? That tells me that Julio saw something very special in Fernando because that is not the normal response to that type of situation. So even, you know, despite that happening, he still saw something of very high value inside of you. Oh, Rachel, thank you. And I give a lot of credit to my brother who does have my type of personality. And even though I was shy, um, I also won most talkative uh, in the seventh grade. So I don't know how I rationalized that. I considered myself shy, but I won most talkative in the seventh grade. So I always had, when I was comfortable, I liked people. And, and that was the truth of why I went from photography to hosting events. That's why I discovered a microphone and I started putting myself in these places of uncomfort because I really loved people. And I was just tired of feeling unheard, feeling small, feeling unworthy. I wanted to express myself. And I said, the only way I'm gonna do that is by talking more. I know I talk. I just don't talk to people I don't know. I don't talk under pressure and I don't talk if you look at me long enough. And I just rationalized over time with the whole sales thing, the whole wanting to talk to people thing that maybe I had to break through that. And that, that was like the beginning of the journey was simply just having a deep desire to not feel, you know, like invisible. And I, I was tired of feeling invisible and I wanted to create my own identity. I didn't have those words back then, but I was just tired of feeling invisible. Well, we are so glad that your life led you to the place that you are now because you are massively adding value to people's lives, both personally and professionally. So let's jump in now and tell everyone what is Unblinded and what is it all about? That's a great question, Brooke. And I share this with everyone, not to impress you, to impress upon you the power of this work as we relate and get to know each other. I am you know, 32 years old at this point. I have the privilege of coaching extraordinary human beings like Brooke, uh, like Rachel and her team, and others like Andrea Catania, who is on the board of the National Investment Banking Association, is 60 years old uh, and can bang out more push-ups than most people, um, and is a partner at MSK Law Firm that sits across the street from St. Patrick's Cathedral. I coach Tanya Freeman. 
who's on the board of University Hospital in Newark, New Jersey, the largest state hospital in the state of New Jersey, who built a $2.4 million family law business. I coach Beth McKenna, who was voted top 50 women in Forbes here in the state of New Jersey, who works with Merrill Lynch. I coach individuals, you know, like David Tyree, who caught the Super Bowl winning catch to beat the Patriots with the Giants. I coach Diego Obara, who is the CEO of iHeartRadio for the country of Mexico. And, you know, all these are real people, real names. You can look them up and it almost sounds like a fallacy or a lie, except it's not. And what does this 32-year-old who never had a corporate job, who's not a lawyer, who's not an accountant, who's not a wealth advisor, who's not a real estate executive, what does that 32-year-old have to give those people to give Brooke, to give Rachel? That's the answer to the question that I'm about to give uh, that Brooke asked, which is our work called integrity-based human influence. And if I can start all the way to the top and then bring us down to some applicable content is here's a reality for most people. And I'd love to hear both of your opinions on this. I don't think I've shared this with you. Is most human beings go through life knowing like there's this puzzle that they need to solve. But unlike when you go to Toys R Us or the toy store, um, when you buy the puzzle at the toy store, it shows you, hey, here's what the picture looks like at the end. And by the way, there's 100 pieces to this puzzle. Life, uh, life has a sense of humor. So life does not tell you what the picture at the end is going to be. And it also does not tell you how many pieces are in your puzzle. So here's reality for most people. They go through life. And unfortunately, some never realize there's a puzzle. And they just do what they're told and they stick into status quo. And listen, I'm not judging that, making that good or bad, right or wrong. It's just what's so. And some eventually go, hold up. There's more to life than this race society has given me you know, to run in. And they realize there's a puzzle. So they begin to invest money, time, and energy to look for all these different puzzle pieces. But here's what happens. What happens is that we find the puzzle piece. And then we need to invest money, time, and energy to figure out where it goes in the puzzle. And unfortunately, what happens is that over money, time, and energy, we end up figuring out that this piece that we found is not a piece for our puzzle. And we begin to be very mean to ourselves. We're heavy to ourselves. We put ourselves down. We think that we're dumb or stupid or enable or broken or other versions of these words because we made these bad decisions and we're embarrassed uh, for a bunch of variety of reasons that we will not get into into this moment. And then what happens is we keep going through life looking for more pieces only to be scarred by the pieces that we found that didn't fit. So when we find a piece that is actually part of our puzzle, it takes us forever to figure out where to connect it. And our job at Unblinded is not to tell you what the final picture is, you know, in fun energy, that would be the difference between us and a cult is a cult tells you what to believe. Believe this, wear this, drink this, this happened, we don't. I'm not here to tell Brooke what money, time, and magic she should want. I'm not here to tell Rachel what money, time, and magic she should want. I'm here to ask questions to understand what they want, what you listeners want. And once you have at least an outline of the picture, can our work brighten it, tighten it, expand it? Absolutely. Most importantly, can our work give you the step-by-step -step process on how to achieve it, tell you all the puzzle pieces, where to put them, how they work and where to find them? The answer, yes. And we call that integrity-based human influence, which has three sections, self-mastery, influence mastery, and process mastery. And with that, Brooke, where would you like me to expand from there? 
You spoke a little bit about how you at a young age were shy and timid and had to kind of overcome that. And I think that that I can relate to that and I think many others can as well. And so for me, step one is being able to overcome my own fears and have some confidence and and have the tools to be able to to do the things that I want to do, but can't otherwise get myself to do. So I believe that would fall under the category of self-mastery. So could, you, could we start there? Yeah, we can start anywhere and everywhere and uh, jump around in between. So self-mastery, Brooke, Rachel, and everyone, I'm going to define it for you, give you some examples. And then once again, my goal is in every area to give you something applicable that you can use uh, by the time you finish this beautiful conversation. So self-mastery is, so on top of the puzzle, think of the formula as a filing cabinet. Think of it as like that filing cabinet right there, except that it's your favorite. So Brooke, Rachel, what's your favorite color? Red. Hot pink. Nice. Totally the same thing. All right. So for Brooke, you have a red filing cabinet. For Rachel, you have a hot pink filing cabinet. I like that boring black one we just saw. And inside of it are these envelopes. Uh, Brooke, what's your second favorite color? Blue. Blue. And Rachel, what's your second favorite color? Orange. All right. So for Brooke, we have a, a red and blue. We have a red filing cabinet with blue folders. For Rachel, we have a hot pink filing cabinet with orange folders. And it has three sections, just one, two, and three. And think of integrity-based human influence as the, the filing cabinet for all personal and professional development. And it only has three sections. The first is self-mastery, which is where we're going to begin our journey. The second filing cabinet would be influence mastery. And the third would be process. And we'll go back and forth on each, but let's begin on self. So self-mastery is the entire combination of personal development, mindset training, peak performance, human psychology. All of this fits into self-mastery. What is the purpose of self-mastery? The purpose of self-mastery is to move through the only two limiting factors human beings have. And we've asked this question thousands of times, gotten hundreds of thousands of answers. And I'm not asking the viewers, I'm not asking Brooke and Rachel, but I would ask you to think about the answer as I ask the question, what are you scared of? What are you scared of? And each of you are gonna have a variety of answers. Albert Einstein taught my coach, Sean, and my coach taught me to make everything as simple as possible, but not simpler. And here's the truth that are the hundreds of thousands of answers that we've gotten, if we were to distill them down, they all fall back to two primal fears. Number one is fear of failure. And number two is fear of rejection. Any fear that we can think of. Well, I'm I'm not that, I'm a perfectionist. That's actually, you know, fear of failure. Um, anything that we can think of is gonna fall back to fear of failure, fear of rejection. And the purpose of self-mastery, Brooke and Rachel, is to move through fear of failure and fear of rejection. So you can be in what we call zone action because most business people, most high achievers, most entrepreneurs, most business owners, they ask themselves a version of a question go that goes, what, what should I do now? What should I do today? What's the best thing for me to do? What's on my checklist? What, like, what should I do today? And the answer is zone action. But if you're stuck in fear of failure and rejection, if that is in front of you and you cannot move through it, 
you will never be in zone action because you'll always be limited by your fear of failure and fear of rejection. And there's a lot of things you can do to support your self-mastery. For example, having a deep enough why, figuring out what you focus on, maybe listening to great content like this show, knowing what your values are, your beliefs, the diet you consume. You can work out. You can go to saunas. You can ice plunge. You can do breath work. You can do vision boards. You can do affirmations. You can do all these incredible things. You can journal. And that's the challenge, Brooke. And that's the challenge, Rachel, is that there's so many. And the challenge we, I, Adam Blinded, have with the world of personal development is that self-mastery is just not enough. It's incomplete because you can have incredible self-mastery, but if you don't have the other areas we're going to talk about, nothing happens. So the greatest way and the greatest thing I can do in this limited time window that I have is not tell you all the things you can do, which I just gave you a list and a plethora and PS, you don't have to do all of them. Just find the ones that work for you. And for some people, it's like going to a yoga class. For some people, it's spinning. For some people, it's like, you know, making unique coffees. For some people, it's like chilling in a cabin and jumping in a lake. So whatever self-mastery is for you, that's fine. But here are universally what we call seven destroyers to completely avoid that will decimate your self-mastery. And it's much easier to avoid these seven than it is to figure out which of the options make the most sense for you because human beings have a challenge and a great way to exemplify this challenge is the ab roller. Why does the ab roller exist? And what does that have to do with your self-mastery? The ab roller exists because people love easy and they love new. People love easy and they love new. That's the reason why the ab roller exists, why the marketing industry exists. That's why Facebook ads exist. Oh, you don't have to go talk to people. Just put money here and get people back. People love easy and they love new. And the thing with self-mastery is that it's not hard, but it's not about new. Because as Tony Robbins would say, new is the death of mastery. And the purpose of self-mastery is to consistently find the habits that allow you to be in these versions of zone action. So anything, Brooke and Rachel, before I jump into the seven destroyers, any thoughts or comments on a self-mastery introduction? If you enjoy the Miss Biz podcast, but still have questions or need advice, we have some exciting news for you. Join us for Miss Biz Connects. Miss Biz Connects is a weekly one hour Zoom call on Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is one hour each week dedicated to you. We want to meet you and put our brains together to help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. To access the meeting link, visit us on our social media pages at Miss Biz Podcast or send us an email to MissBizPod at gmail.com. Join us this Friday and let's grow the Miss Biz Nation.